0: Hello, everyone. My name is Brian Aachen, and welcome to the Python Test Podcast. Today, I want to talk about choosing a test framework. When I went to look at the different frameworks, I noticed that uh, unit test and doc test are part of the standard library, but uh, nose and PyTest were used quite a bit also, so I figured those four were good things to look into. really what I was looking for. Was not a unit test framework, but a functional test framework. They're really the same thing. I didn't know if it was a complete list, so I put a pe- post out on the on my website asking, with a poll, asking other people if they were interested in those, if there was anything else. And predominantly, those four came back as things that people wanted to hear about. Well, so how do I choose? I really don't know how to tell you how to choose yourself, but I can walk you through what I, the sequence that I went through. Kind of like buying a car. I listed my requirements down and then test drove them. Um, so what are my requirements? Uh, the setup and teardown of, of tests is an, is an important consideration to me. So multi-level fixtures were important. My philosophy for, so, towards software development, uh, means that I write tests, uh, that for functionality that isn't there yet. So being able to, um, mark a test as expecting it to fail is important. I think it's important to be able to continue through a test function after a failure, very unlike the assert statement. Uh next up, easy to write tests, uh, minimal boilerplate code, uh some easily parsable reporting, and uh I we also have um since I'm working with test instruments and there's there's things that I want to run between the tests for every test even if somebody forgets to put it in there. Putting in required fixtures would be good. Didn't know if that was possible. Okay, so those are my requirements. I'm, I'm not gonna. I I did experiment with doc test. It was a fun experiment. I did write up my findings on on the website, but I I'm not gonna talk about it here because it it's just painful. Uh, my experiment may, <laughs> mainly for me told me that it was too painful to use as a functional test framework. Uh, if uh, if you guys out there use it a lot, great. Uh, it wasn't for me. However, I am going to discuss how unit test, nose, and PyTest test stacked up with uh, the requirements I needed. Regarding multi-level fixtures, uh, what I mean by that is being able to, well, they all do it. Unit test, nose, and PyTest test all support multi-level fixtures. Um, I can have a module level setup followed by a class level setup followed by a function level setup, and they can interact together. When setup takes a long time, that's a good thing to do in a module or a class level setup, and have a method level setup, just make sure that the setup is still correct. That's what I use it for. So they all support it, however, PyTest named fixtures go are way more powerful and take you a lot farther. The fixtures can be, fixtures can use fixtures, the fixtures, Fixture failing, failure handling is smoother, I believe, than nose and unit test. It, the fixture model helps you think more of individual resource needs instead of just the entry points in setup. Um, the, I don't know, it's just, I like it better. Okay. So multi-level fixtures, all of them, all of them work, work, but, uh, I like PyTest's use of fixtures better. How about, um, expected failures and skipping? Actually, this is uh, something that's interestingly absent in Nose uh, that I know of. I couldn't find any anywhere how to get expected failures to work right in Nose. Unit test does do this. It does Unit Unit test and Py test both support um marking a test as expecting to fail and skipping it. The interesting thing, I think, is that uh, Unit test allows a skip if function. Actually, both Unit test and Py test do this. So you can say, like, you know, if, if you're in a certain version of the software, skip this test or really anything. However, for the marking of expected failure, uh, PyTest does support that. Uh, PyTest allows you to say, um, if in this version, it's going to fail. I know this, uh, unit test doesn't have a, uh, expected failure if statement. I'm not sure why. And also the reported, the reporting of failures, um, of expected failures and skipping. I don't know, I kind of like how PyTest um, reports that a little bit better than unit test. How about uh, the requirement of continuing through a function after a failure? For a lot of functional tests, um, and a lot of tests in general, it, it makes sense. So let's say I've got, I don't know, I've got a function or a, a setting that, yeah, a function that has side effects, that has five side effects. I want to make sure that all five of those side effects happened. I'll have five assert statements or expect statements or something. And, um, I don't, I actually want to know the result of all of them, even if one of them failed. Uh, by default, actually all of these frameworks, unit test, nose, and PyTest will stop at the first assert. That's not unexpected. And assert is an exception. I kind of was desperate for this. So I, I made a workaround. Uh, I wanted my first attempt at the workaround to be a framework agnostic. So it would work in all the frameworks. Um, I described it in a post titled, uh, delayed assert. I also incorporated that solution into a little bit cleaner solution for as a PyTest plugin called PyTest expect. It's not on PyPy, but it is available on my site. So I, I'd add that requirement. I, I made a workaround. It would work in all those. It works cleaner in, in PyTest. I think that I could probably make plugins for unit test and nose as well. I just haven't done that yet. How about easy to write tests? After learning about all of them, I didn't think any of them are hard. Unit test, nose, pi test—they're all pretty easy to write tests. Uh, the pi test assert rewriting, which I'm going to talk about that in a future future episode, but the um, the assert rewriting is pretty cool, um, and it makes makes things a bit easier, so you don't have to remember or look up a bunch of the fancy assert helper functions that you do in unit test and nose. Um, also the, the PyTest fixture model makes it easier to write tests. There's more features like, uh, parameterized test functions. Yeah. There's some extra fun in, in PyTest to make, make it a little bit easier to write, I believe. How about minimal boilerplate? I put this in my requirements because, um, I did see some posts that said that unit tests had too much boilerplate, but it's really not that much boilerplate. The, um, you have to import unit test into your file, and you have to, all of your tests have to be members of a class derived from unit test test case. That's, it's not that big of a deal, I don't think. Forcing people to write in classes when they don't want to, even though they're not really using them as objects, that was, that is a little weird. How about reporting? Uh I don't know, It's this is just sort of sugi- subjective. They all report test failures and Although, you know, like I said, nose doesn't deal with the expected failures that well. But, uh, both unit test and PyTest uh, reports are acceptable. I, I like the PyTest reporting better. Required fixtures. I, I'd like to have set up, a have setup and teardown that runs on every test. For my reason a lot is because, um, working with test instruments, the, the instrument itself has an error log. Uh, for instance, is one example. And, uh, at the beginning of a test run it's good to clear out the error log and then after after a test runs um as an individual test check the error log and uh, report an error or fail the the fixture if um if there are any errors in the error, error log it's kind of handy to put if you're doing it in every in every test it's handy to put it in the uh, in the fixtures you can do this with, with fixtures with nose and unit tests, but the auto use feature of, uh, PyTest fixtures, uh, make it trivial. So for me, PyTest was a clear winner given my requirements, but, uh, you know, everybody's going to have different requirements. So one thing, one thing to consider is the extensions and plugins. There's extensions and plugins for all of these and you, you may feel like you, it's required. I mean, if you've got a required extension that you can't switch over, then obviously you're not really deciding on which framework. You've already made your decision. Uh, uh, keep in mind though that it's probably not that terrible to switch. Um, you know, get get started testing, uh, writing your tests. Just pick a framework and get started. And if you change your mind in a few months, it's probably not going to be terrible to switch. Uh, keep in mind also that PyTest is really good at running. Uh, unit test and nose. If you switch from unit test or nose to PyTest, it won't be too painful. Um, also interesting to note that a lot of projects are, are migrating from unit test or nose to PyTest. Um, I have not heard of anybody moving away from PyTest to unit test or nose. So, you know, I don't know. The other, other thing that I want to bring up is speed. I have heard people say that they've noticed that PyTest was it just seemed a little slower, uh, to start up than the others. I, I actually have, I haven't noticed that. But for me, um, if it is slightly slower, it's not going to matter too much, really, because, uh, for, well, for three reasons. One, it's apparently not enough, not slow enough for me to notice it. And second reason, um, development time for me is way more valuable than computer time. So if I've got to let the computer run an extra second, but it saves me hours of writing tests, um, I'll save my time and let the computer run a little bit longer. The third reason is, uh, most, the tests that I'm writing, the communication and data transfer time is, is way more. It's, it's way more time than the actual PyTest functionality is going to be taking up anyway. So PyTest isn't going to be the bottleneck in my tests. But if speed really is an issue for you, I guess, you know, try them out, compare them, do some time tests and figure out if it's an issue. So that's really all my advice. It's not really advice. It's just kind of how I went through it, how I went through those decisions. Uh, but I, I want to stress something. Um, this picking a framework can seem like the most important thing that you have to figure out because it, you'll, it, you like can't go. I was there. I, you can't go far forward until you pick one. And, and it seems like a big decision that you can't change later, but you can change it later. And it also it shouldn't consume too much of your time i don't think just you know do pick something and move on and switch if you need to but um uh, don't let this decision consume too much of your time so what I'm, i guess what i'm saying there's way more important work uh, for you to be doing you need to be making decisions about what what to test on your project and how to test it don't get too hung up on which framework so that's it for now i'd love to hear from you about what you use, how you came to those decisions yourself, and also if you have a particular problem with one of the frameworks, um, I'd like to hear about it on Twitter. I'm at Brian Akin, and this this podcast is at Test Podcast. So thanks. I'll see you next time.